2: Thank you for joining me. We all know the season the Blues had, and I kind of wanted to do a recap of what went on, what to look forward to. And how I'm going to do this this time is, the first section of this is going to be little uh, bits and snips, I like to call them, from the press conference that Doug Armstrong had with uh, Coach Mike talking about the season, talking about how they're going to move forward. And then I'll make my comments after that. And then I have some questions uh, that a lot of fans of the show have sent me, and we're going to go over those too. So first of all, great press conference from Armstrong and Coach Mike the other day. Uh, Nice to see these guys opening up a little bit. I think a lot of the stuff they said we kind of figured they were going to say. But it is nice to see them at least be somewhat honest about the season and how they can move forward. A lot of people don't think that Doug Armstrong takes responsibility, and he definitely comes right out and says that in uh, this first part of the press conference.
0: We've taken a step backwards this year. That responsibility lies firmly on my shoulders. As I said to, the, to Mike and the players, every contract, whether it's a player, coach, trainer, has my signature on the bottom, and it's up my responsibility now to get this going the right direction.
2: So we've got Doug Armstrong taking responsibility. Like he said, he signs the contracts. Some of these contracts, hey, I, I don't think these players are earning those contracts, but we'll get into that later. The theme of the year, after the first two, three months, was everybody blaming Jake Allen for the Blues' losses. And I've said it all year, there's a lot more to it than Jake Allen when it comes to the Blues' losses. And Coach Mike hits on it right now. Mike, in your view, what was the biggest difference between the hot start and then the, the
3: cold stretch that you had? Uh, well, for me, it was goal scoring. That's what it came down to. Uh, Army can give you the stats. I think the stats are are pretty staggering. Uh, you know, as far as uh, the beginning of the year, we were scoring goals, we were winning games, uh, and you know, when we stopped scoring goals, I think that it started to uh, affect uh, individuals. Individuals like Jake, I think it put focus on him. Um, our 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 goals against didn't increase a, a whole lot during that time, but. Our goal production went down, and obviously start to lose games. Uh, There's obviously more to it than just that. You know, I think that uh, I think at that time uh, we weren't good enough in our game, Uh, our focus. uh, uh, You know, again, I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, Our power play, obviously, that's a huge factor there. Um, We weren't finding a way to score enough goals. We weren't finding enough uh, resilience to to get out of uh, that time.
2: A lot of people called me nuts and called me a Jake Allen lover and a Jake Allen apologist because I kept saying, guys, this team's got issues. When they started losing after they lost to Jaden Schwartz in uh, the second week of December, I think it was December 8th or 9th, this team had a lot of issues. The power play was a huge issue. When you don't score enough goals, it doesn't matter how many goals your goalie allowed. The Blues were seventh overall in goals against for the whole season. Yeah, Jake Allen's goals against, I believe, was 2.74, if I'm not mistaken. But that's not terrible. Is it great? No. But the thing about it is you've got to score goals. If your goalie's given up under three goals a game and you've got a losing record, you know what that means? That means you're scoring two or less goals a game. The offense was a huge reason why the Blues stunk after the first, second week of December for a long time. Jake Allen did have some bad games, don't get me wrong. There were some games where he did deserve the hate that a lot of people throw on him, that he played terrible. But there were a lot of games where the Blues defense allowed too many opportunities in front of him. There was too many mistakes and it led to goals. That's just the way it is. Getting into this next uh, big comment by Doug Armstrong. I kind of figured it was going to be this way, but a lot of people are thinking the Blues are going to have this huge Youth movement, you know, they're going to rely on Kairou, Thomas, uh, Blay, Thompson, uh, Costin. All these guys are going to be on the team. And I said at the end of last year, there's not enough room. Maybe one or two of them might make it. And that's exactly what Doug Armstrong says here.
0: Uh, I think Robbie Fabry coming back, I don't want to put too much pressure on him. But we expected him to be part of our, our core group of six. Whether he can do that or not, I don't know. Uh, but if we can add uh, Robert Thomas is a young player, Cairo's a young player, Samuel Blaze is a young player, Tate Thompson's a young player, but what we've talked about is that's competition between those guys for one or two spots. We're, I, I don't envision a roster next year that has nine or ten players, 21 or under on it. I, I don't think that, that, that's the recipe for us to get to where we need to go to.
2: So, for all the fans who thought this team was going to have a huge youth movement, sorry to say it's not going to be. Did I want a complete youth movement? No. I think adding two of these guys, three of these guys at the most to kind of energize the team a little bit, I think that is a good idea. Uh, I think if you would have done what a lot of people wanted and just get rid of a bunch of guys and put in all their youngsters, I think that's telling your fans that you're three to five years away from competing for a Stanley Cup. That's really the way that I feel about it. Uh, I hope the guys do compete for it. We do have a lot of good young players coming up. And I don't expect them to be all-stars. I, you know, you, you can't do that with these guys. We can't expect too much from these kids. You expect a decent amount of play from them, a decent amount of return at first. But I want to calm Blues fans down of what to expect out of these young kids in their first year or two. They could surprise us. Let's hope they do. Now, we all know what we think that the, the issues with the Blues were last season. And I said it a lot last year. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Uh, they played great, you know, until the second week of December. They played awesome. After that, they'd lose three or four games. They'd win two and look like world beaters. They'd lose five games. Then they'd win three or four. Then they would lose two, then they would win two. Then they would lose one, then they would win two. And then they would lose two, and they would win one. They weren't consistent, and that's what kept them out of the playoffs along with the scoring. And uh, Coach Mike kind of goes along with that same thought here.
3: Yeah, what I would say is it's just, for me, it comes down to consistency and, and the consistency of our game. And, you know, we talk about scoring goals, and you get into that time of year, um, you know, we have an identity that, that's that been longstanding here, that's a team that's hard to play against. Um, it's team built on checking for sure and and, uh, and physicality and hard work. Um, but it's also been a team that's built on scoring goals a certain way. I felt that uh, during the time that we started to not score goals, the focus became solely on scoring goals and we started to slip in all the other areas that we were strong and, you know, Eventually, what you end up doing is you end up scoring less goals, and that's what happened to us. So we became uh, weaker defensively, became easier to play against, and we started to score uh, fewer goals. Obviously, that's something that, that we can't allow as a coaching staff. Um, we have to find a different way, a different method to, to make sure that, that, that we don't get into something like that and that we don't allow it to continue.
2: That, of course, was Mike Yo talking about the Blues' inconsistency, and we can all agree they were very inconsistent, and you got to be consistent to win games, and they just weren't. Um, For him to say this team was built on scoring goals, the Blues, as far back as I can remember, for a while have had issues scoring goals. Uh, Even in the year where they went to the semifinals against San Jose, parts of that year they had issues scoring goals. There was other parts where they scored a lot of goals. So this team has had issues scoring goals in the past. It's like a Blues thing. It just is. Curtis Joseph, in my mind, a great goaltender that's highly underrated, would face 50-54 shots a game some games and would allow one goal and the Blues would lose. So this team has a history of not scoring goals. Getting into the next topic, and I brought this up during the season, Coach Mike's got a history of having teams that, do not have good power plays, and it's followed him from Minnesota, definitely, but I'm glad that he's kind of owning up to it and not saying there's nothing to it, so on and so forth, and uh, it's nice to see him be honest about it. Regarding the power play, it seems what do <coughs> you make of the connection people making of the uh, poor power play in Minnesota and, and now here in St. Louis? Is there a connection, or is it Apple's? Well, I,
3: I mean, if, if it's going to keep following you around, then that's something that I have to live with, and I'm going to have to make sure that that changes, so... Um, yeah, I'm not, uh, not going to dodge that. There's no question. Uh, I'll take responsibility for it. That's, uh, that's, that was, uh, that, that's on me.
2: Like I said, nice to see him be honest about it and not try to you know, come up with some stat or some number or say that that just happened. It's nice to see Coach Mike be honest about that. Coming up in this next clip, Doug Armstrong answers a question about whether the Blues have enough talent on the roster. Uh, is there enough talent in the room, so on and so forth, and he kind of answers that, and uh, I've got a big comment to make after that. So let's go ahead and, and get into that right now.
3: Do you think your roster needs to get quicker? Needs to get more skilled? And if so, will that take a drastic overhaul, drastic change with your roster? Do you feel like you have the
0: pieces here to become better offense? I think I think our reserve list has those pieces, Andy. I don't think all the pieces are in that room today. Uh, we have we have younger players, I think, that are, are going to provide some quickness. We have injured players that are. going to provide some quickness uh, and and I think we, we can look outside of this group to, to see if we can get better uh, free agency is an avenue that can, can get you better but the reality is we're one of 31 and probably well, one of eight or nine with a, with with decent cap space that has an ownership group willing to spend it there's probably another ten teams that have good cap space but don't have that same uh, desire from their ownership group to play at the cap. Our our ownership group for seven years has let us be at the cap. There's, we're not a small market team. We're a mid market sized city. We're not a small market team in the NHL. That that's that's a fantasy. I, when I when I hear and read that, your market size is what you spend. We spend at the cap. We've we've had excellence. We've never reached our goal in the playoffs, but we've had we've had a good run here. we got to get back to that run,
2: and then we got to push it through. Okay, number one, I don't agree with Doug Armstrong on what he said about the Blues having enough talent in reserves. This team, in my mind, and like I said earlier, you cannot count on young kids to come in and make a huge impact. Can they make an impact? Yes. But this team needs more changes than that, a lot more changes than that. Some people tend to think this team is one big free agent signing away, such as a Tavares. I think this team is three players away, personally. If you look back at the team that went to the Stanley Cup semifinals against San Jose, we had two very, very good lines and a third line that was good. I mean, almost very good. And a fourth line that was good. You've got to have three pretty decent lines now to win. Look at Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg's had a good season. And going into the playoffs, you've got to look at them as a team that's going to compete. You have to. They've got great lines from top to bottom. That's hard to do in this era of free agency, but they did it. The Blues can do it. Number two, he's dead right. The Blues do spend to the cap, but are they spending properly? Contracts such as Berglund, contracts such as Sabotkas, contracts such as um, Alex Steen. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but. You know, he's overpaid some players. He definitely has. Uh, It's great that the ownership is spending up to that. That shows commitment. But it's not great when your general manager is signing contracts he shouldn't be signing. So uh, let's go ahead and get into this last bit when uh, Doug Armstrong kind of goes into social media. And trust me, guys, he does listen to social media. And I'll get a little bit more into that after uh, he has these comments here.
0: You know, there's, there's, there's certain players that I think uh, seem to be in the piñata for, for uh, local bloggers, but when you look at their production compared to the production of other guys around the league, they're, they're not overpaid. I mean, you know, I, I find today in social media, which is it's something that as, as a 53, 54-year-old, I'm, I'm starting to understand a little bit, is that people are angry. You know, people love to get on, on these things – and vent their anger. You know, uh, we lost two years ago in the semifinals, and people were angry. You know, <laughs> I, I read other blogs; people are angry. We 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 read it because I find it I find it insightful to how our fan base feels. But I, I don't look at 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 our bloggers for information on if our players are properly compensated or overcompensated.
2: Well, that's good, Doug. I'm glad you don't do that. I'm glad you make your uh, decisions based on facts. Uh, I I really am. Although I will say, I have known several uh, other podcast and uh, bloggers and vloggers that uh, Doug Armstrong is actually uh, kind of quoted in some press conferences. He uh, kind of went into uh, a rant one game uh, after I had tore apart Alex Steen, and deservedly, Alex Steen needed to be tore apart. Uh, He played bad in one game, and he hadn't played in good in four or five games. And I did tear him apart a little bit. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not an angry person. And I think most vloggers, most podcasters, uh, most bloggers are not angry people. A lot of them just love their teams. A lot of them love talking sports. And there are quite a few that have some pretty good knowledge about the sport that they comment on and make podcasts about. Whether it's hockey, whether it's baseball, whether it's soccer, whether it's football, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's indie racing, whatever. There's a lot of guys and ladies out there that have great media presence. They know what they're talking about. And I do think it's great that uh, Doug Armstrong does listen to us and sometimes goes into rant sometimes uh, based on what we say. But I think most people that listen to this podcast know that. When a player plays well, I will say he played well. When a player has a bad game, hey, I may be a little rough on him. uh, But when a player has played bad consistently, you know, four or five games will have bad games, and then two games he's good, I will call him out on it. I think coaches probably call the guys out on it. So, uh, you know, to say that we're most angry people, I disagree with that. Uh, You know, I, I think we just love the teams that we like to talk about. We love the sports, and it's, it's what our passion is. Just like he's passionate for his job, trying to go out and find the best players, just like Mike Yost passionate about what he does. Just like the guys on the ice are passionate about what they do. Yeah, it's got something to do with money, but you have to have a passion for it or you won't succeed. You know, you, Sometimes you do get angry, and sometimes you vent a little bit, and sometimes maybe it's not warranted. But sometimes, Doug, it is warranted. Uh, this team had a lot of issues last year. When they started playing well towards the end of the year, I gave them props. Says, hey, maybe this team will make the playoffs. They're having some pretty good games. Their last six games when they went 1-4-1 and one, and just needed one point out of those uh, four losses and a tie, one more point, hey, I called them out on it. They didn't look like they really deserved it or wanted to get in the playoffs. I think sometimes to say that people get too angry over it You know, maybe sometimes we do, but sometimes it's deserved and it's not anger. It's an observation. And most of us, you know, I think maybe not most of us, but a lot of us know what we're talking about. We've either played hockey for years, like myself from the time I was six years old, Uh, for 25, 30 years, I played hockey. So I think I know what I'm talking about. Do I know everything about hockey? Hell no. You learn something new every day about your job or about what you do or about your passion. Woodworkers learn every day. Uh, guys that uh, are welders learn every day. Uh, salesmen learn every day. We all learn every day. We're not always right, but we're definitely not always wrong. Uh, but it is glad to know that uh, Doug Armstrong does uh, kind of listen to us a little bit. And if you listen to this, Doug, hey, I do appreciate the job you do. But you're, you're human. You make mistakes, too. Players make mistakes. Uh, coaches make mistakes and when those mistakes are made and they're made more often than not I don't see any reason with a a vlogger a blogger or a podcaster uh, calling them out especially the ones that know what they're talking about that's the end of that segment where we went over the key points of the uh in the season ending press conference with uh, Doug Armstrong and coach Mike and a lot of good little tidbits there I think some of it was really great I think some of it uh Maybe isn't uh, what a lot of people feel. I know a lot of people like me feel that there's not enough talent on this roster. Even if they bring two young kids in, as Doug Armstrong said, they're going to have four or five guys battling for two spots. Does he honestly think that this team is going to be that much better? Hey, they they might make the playoffs. I hope they do. But that's not going to make them Stanley Cup contenders. It's just not. Uh, Getting into the guys that I think he overpaid for, and he'll disagree with me, I'm sure. Uh, Alex Steen's last two years have not been good. He's gotten worse. Uh, People say that he's, oh, this great two-way player, great defender, one of the best two-way players in the league. Uh, He's not anymore. Three years ago, I would definitely say he was. Last year, he was a minus 15. Minus 15. That's not a good two-way player, guys. I'm sorry it's not. He's getting older. He's not going to get better. Could he improve on last season? Yeah. But is he going to just like continue to get better? No, he's too old for that. Berglund never shows up until the last month of the season. Vladimir Sabotka. Armstrong was so, you know, hard up to get him. We got to bring back Sabotka. People after they lost to the San Jose Sharks. The reason we lost is we didn't have that grittiness that Sabotka brings. We didn't have that grittiness that Sabotka brings. Well, Did it get us anywhere? I mean, honestly, did it? No, it didn't. Did he help out in the playoffs last year when he came over? The year before, I mean, when they played Minnesota? Yeah, he was pretty good. But he had a bad year last year. Alex Steen had a bad year last year. And a ton of his goals were empty net goals. I don't remember offhand how many were. But I know it was over five. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. but. Some of his goals were empty net goals. You know, so for people to say he had a good season, uh, I'll disagree with you on that one. It's not worth the $5.7 million a year that we're paying him. It's just not not at his age and the length of contract that they have signed with him. Uh, getting into goaltending, the Blues have a decision to make. Are they going to you know, stick with Jake Allen? Or are they going to try to trade Jake Allen? Personally, I think they're going to stick with Jake Allen. And I don't blame him for doing that. A lot of things went wrong last year that made it look like Jake Allen had a terrible year. Did he have the greatest year? No. But for pe- the way people go on, it's like he had a 5.04 goals against average. This team had a lot of issues. And some games, Jake was really bad, really was. But other games, the team was really bad in front of him. and You can't fault him for some losses. Are they going to bring back Carter Hutton? I know a lot of people want to. But I don't think the Blues can afford to. I think there's going to be other teams that're going to offer Carter 2 years at 3.5 million. I really do. He wants to be a starter. He's letting people know. He wants to be a starter. I think the Blues are going to lose Carter Hutton like I said. I really do. Uh, you know, paying, you know, 4 point was it 375 for Jake Allen and 3.5 for Carter Hutton to play part-time, that that doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't um, you know, if he goes somewhere, I wish him the best, but that's just my thoughts on the goalie situation. There's just so many ways this can go in the offseason. The Blues could make some positive moves. They could bring in a big free agent such as a Tavares. It's going to cost them a lot of money. I don't know if the Blues are really going to do that. You know, some people are saying $9 million a year for Tavares. There's people saying $12 million a year for Tavares. I think it's going to be somewhere between and 11 in all actuality. I really do. Could it be less for a longer term? Possibly. I don't know if the Blues are going to go in that direction. I think it would help them out. But I think there are at least one more player away besides that, if not two, to making a Stanley Cup run. Can they get better and make the playoffs? Maybe win a round or two? That's possible. But it's really going to be a big offseason. This is Doug Armstrong's biggest offseason. And I know we said that last year, but this really is. If changes aren't made to where the Blues are very competitive, and I don't mean making the playoffs and losing in the first round, I think the fans in St. Louis are kind of sick of that. Yeah, we got to the semifinals a couple years back against San Jose, but how long had it been before that that we got into the Stanley Cup semifinals? A long, long time. Blues fans are sick of this. They want a team that consistently plays well. That's the top team that plays the game like it should be played. And hopefully Doug Armstrong can make those changes. We will have to see once free agency starts. And once that does happen, if the Blues do make a big signing, I'll come back and have a big podcast about it. Once they have a draft, I'll go in and kind of go over some of the guys that they drafted, give you their strengths and weaknesses. It won't be a big, big deal there because, like I said, Uh, The guys aren't going to help them this year. They're just not. Uh, It's going to be key for the young guys to come in if there's two young guys that that, uh, make the team. But uh, my key is getting rid of some of these guys if you can. Uh, Sabotka and uh, Berglund are the top two on my list. But I'm afraid, guys, that Coach Mike and Doug Armstrong still think those guys are good players. And in my mind, they're just not. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Uh, Remember to join me next time uh, when I come back with more hockey talk. I want to thank everybody for being with me all season long. Uh, Just great, great to see. Uh, It's been nice of you guys to send me the questions, sending me the emails, thanking me. Uh, It's just awesome. I do it for you guys. And you know the drill. Until next time, stay happy. And it's getting close to summertime. Stay warm and let's go blues.